Thank you to everyone who voted on my Twitter poll about the title for this episode. I have to admit that I simply thought of two catchy titles for a podcast episode and left it to the millions and millions of my fans to decide which one is better. And thus, you can't be serious, is it? So on this episode of the pod, I want to go through what I think are some really bad arguments for both Christianity and for atheism, particularly from an anti-theistic perspective. I'm only going to touch on them briefly here, but if you think any of these warrant a deep dive, let me know on Twitter at TFADpod. This is You Can't Be Serious. Hello, this is Damien, the tall, friendly atheist dad. I hope you're having a great day, and welcome to the Tall, Friendly Atheist Dad podcast. I'm going to start with the four worst Christian arguments. Number one is what I think is the most face-palmingly bad, 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 bad Christian argument. And that is, look at the trees. Look at the trees. Look around you. Look how beautiful and wonderful it is. Don't you wonder how it just got there? This is an example of argument from beauty. Something is beautiful. Because beauty is a metaphysical property that cannot be explained by natural means. Therefore, it requires an intelligent sentience to form those beautiful things, and which intelligent sentience is capable of producing both a world full of beauty, as well as a world full of people who can comprehend that beauty. God! I find this argument mind-numbingly bad. Partly because... I don't know what to do when I look at the trees to find my way to God. Am I supposed to worship the trees when I look at them? Um, sure, but the trees don't care either way if I worship them. And God might get upset as well because he is pretty jealous. So how does looking at the trees prove God? Am I supposed to wonder how the trees got there? Now I think... And even the most irrational of people would concur. Trees get to where they are because someone either planted a tree in that spot or because a seedling fell and germinated. This, again, doesn't prove a god. Am I supposed to wonder how the trees grew? We know trees grow without the aid of a deity and via entirely natural processes. Primary school children do experiments about how trees grow. This one's not hard. God exists because I should look at the trees? You can't be serious! The second bad argument I want to tackle is 
Darwin was a racist. One of the common refrains from Christians, and in particular creationists, is a claim that either evolution is on the whole wrong, that evolution is some form of political doctrine, or some other claim that dismisses the findings of science over the last 150 years because of the personal view of one man 150 years ago, that kind of sits at odds with modern notions. The catch cry of Darwin was a racist misses the mark in five ways. First, Darwin was actually fairly progressive for his time. He is on the record, as per the life and letters of Charles Darwin, as saying, I was told before leaving England that after living in slave countries, all my options would be altered. The only alteration I'm aware of is forming a much higher estimate of the Negro's character. It is impossible to see a Negro and not feel kindly toward him. As well as this from The Voyage of the Beagle. I feel glad that this happened in the land of the Brazilians, for I bear them no goodwill. A land also of slavery and therefore of moral debasement. Second, Darwin grew up in one of the most ethnocentric and racist epochs of all time. So, so even if he was racist, to the point of joining the second Ku Klux Klan, which ironically was a Christian nationalist movement, it's hard to argue against any influence from the zeitgeist of an extremely European ethnocentric culture. Third, even if Darwin was as vile and as horrible as what he's projected to be, this don't mean squat for the science behind the theory of evolution, or for those who accept that the theory of evolution best explains the diversity of life on Earth today. This is like dismissing rocket science and refusing to fly on a plane because Werner von Braun was a Nazi. Fourth, saying Darwin was a racist says nothing about the existence of God or of the truth of Christianity. And five, numerous Christians accept the theory of evolution. Dr. Francis Collins, Professor Kenneth Miller, C.S. Lewis, and even Billy Graham. Are they screaming racists as well? God exists, and evolution is wrong because Darwin was a racist. You can't be serious. Closely related to this one, this is maybe point two, maybe point two point five, is that Hackle was a big fat liar. There are reasons why this isn't the case, but again, it's theism by stealth in that evolution is wrong because of a character flaw in someone who agrees with evolution. You can't be serious. Point number three. Now, on the anti-evolution theme is this. There are many situations where extrapolation leads to death rather than improvement. You may not have come across this one, but I came across it from a young Earth creationist who refused to accept the fact that microevolution, you know, the good evolution, leads to macroevolution, the evil evolution, because extrapolation leads to death. So his argument was, microevolution is simply adaptation across species. But macroevolution requires completely new information because, for example, the information for a brain is not found in a bacterium. 
the evolutionist belief that we can extrapolate minor changes into major changes has never been proven. There are many situations where extrapolation leads to death rather than improvement. Too aspirin is good to relieve a headache, but taking too much aspirin will kill you. A little bit of vitamin D from sunlight is good, but too much gives you skin cancer. So, evolution is wrong and God does exist because too much sunlight gives you skin cancer? Say it with me guys, you can't be serious! And argument number four. An atheist can't trust their own reasoning. To paraphrase a quotation from the famous Christian writer C.S. Lewis. Supposing there were no intelligence behind the universe, no creative mind. In that case, nobody designed my brain for the purpose of thinking. It is merely that when the atoms inside my skull happen, for physical or chemical reasons, to arrange themselves in a certain way, this gives me, as a byproduct, the sensation I call thought. But if so, how can I trust my own thinking to be true? Unless I believe in God, I cannot believe in thought, so I can never use thought to disbelieve in God. His argument, in short, was that if atheists believe their brains are merely atoms put together, how could you ever possibly trust their results? This is a bad argument, uh, for, for a couple of reasons. The bad part is that it makes out that atheists are simply empty vessels, incapable of making decisions, like, like a jellyfish. But atheists can and do trust their reasoning, because atheists rely on their reasoning abilities to interact with the world around them all the time. Atheists cross streets, drive cars, make financial and business decisions, have friends, have families. Atheists trust their thoughts enough to interact with the world. It's not like atheists sit there like zombies until, using their unreliable thoughts, they realise that God exists and then all of a sudden they're, they're academics and authors. But the worst part is the hypocrisy. Atheists can't trust their reasoning. But Christians, using the very same neurology that atheists have, can. Give me a break. I'd love to see a Christian who accepts the C.S. Lewis argument go to a hospital emergency department and try to tell the doctor, who could well be an atheist, that their diagnosis is wrong because you can't trust your own reasoning. And it's funny. When an atheist doesn't believe in God, and for entirely rational reasons, their reasoning is obviously flawed to the point of wholesale corruption. But when that same atheist rejects belief in Zeus, well then that's not corrupt. No, that's a good, well-thought-out decision. And then when that atheist believes in God, their reasoning is no longer flawed. It's a miracle! Atheism is wrong because an atheist can't trust their reasoning? Say it with me, guys. You can't be serious! Now, these are, to me, the five worst atheist slash anti-theist arguments. Argument one. Christians are dumb, deluded people. 
I'm sure you've come across the, the angry atheist keyboard warriors on Twitter or on ChristianForums.com or on whatever Facebook groups, and they spew vitriol from the keyboard along the lines of, Christians are dumb, deluded people. Why did God make them so dumb? Is stupidity an entry requirement to church? Ha 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 ha. But this is points to the wrong of being defamatory. Personally, many of the smartest and most reasoned people I know are Christians. Now, I think they reach their Christianity by bad reasons. But bad reasons and bad reasoning are not exclusive at all to Christians or Christianity. And then, take the 65% of Nobel Prize winners who identify as Christian in some form or denomination, alongside the 21% that have been won by Jewish people. Only 10% of Nobel Prizes have been won by people who ostensibly identify with some form of atheism. God doesn't exist, because Christians are dumb, deluded people. Say it with me, guys. You can't be serious. Argument two. There is zero evidence for God. Now, there actually is evidence that can be presented as establishing the existence of God. How good you think that evidence is, is another question. And for me... The best case for Christianity lies in philosophy, not material science. But that that's an aside. You know, like some forms of the Kalam really take a lot of thinking to pull apart. Uh, even the fact that sentient intelligence exists could well be used as an argument for intelligent design. Now, to me personally, where I feel the case for God falls down is that it requires the presupposition of a deity existing, as well as the evidence is saying what you want it to say. And also, sometimes the evidence presented can also point to other deities, not just the Christian one. And for example, the universe from nothing argument. But there is zero evidence for God? You can't be serious. Argument number three. If God exists, why is there suffering? Now, this one relates back to the problem of evil. I personally don't and never have accepted the existence of suffering as an open and shut case that a supreme being doesn't exist. Though I think the problem of evil does put pay to some forms of theistic doctrine. Suffering exists, and God could also exist, because it could well be that God is the one inflicting all the suffering. Maybe suffering and God both exist, but God is powerless to stop it. God could exist, but the Bible could get everything about God wrong. But the mere fact that suffering exists says nothing about the existence of a deity. Suffering exists, therefore God doesn't. You can't be serious. Argument 4 I used to believe in Santa Claus too. In my research for this episode, a number of the Twitter followers of either myself or of the podcast that I reached out to directly gave me this argument in various forms as one of their face-palmingly bad arguments. And I have to agree, saying, I used to believe in Santa Claus too, is just as arrogant and is, dis is as dismissive as, look at the trees, 
is for theism. I kind of get where this argument is coming from, but it isn't going to deconvert anyone. And it just makes atheists look like douchebags. As much as Christians crying Barack Obama was the Antichrist back in 2010 did. You used to believe in Santa, therefore God doesn't exist. Say it with me, guys. You can't be serious. And argument number five. Religion has started wars. Yes and no. Religion has been a factor in both conflict and terrorism. But it's more the case that people have tried to attain power or autonomy. And religion was either the battleground, the vehicle, or the line drawn that separated the protagonists. The fact that religion has started wars doesn't say anything about a god not existing. In fact, Numbers 21 verses 14 and 15 mentions a book called The Book of the Wars of the Lord, and Exodus 15.3 calls God a man of war. So maybe the fact that wars happen is proof that God exists. But God doesn't exist because religion has started wars? Say it with me, guys. You can't be serious! So there you have it, guys. These are some of the worst, most jaw-droppingly, face-palmingly bad arguments from both the theist and atheistic side. So if you hear these arguments or see them being used on Twitter or some online forum, say it with me, guys. One, two, three. You, you can't, can't be serious! If you enjoy this podcast, subscribe and rate it on whatever platform you find it on and share it on your social media. Continue the discussion on the discussion post, as well as check out more thought-provoking content over at www.tallfriendlyatheistdad.com. If you wish to be a guest, would like me as a guest on your podcast or platform, or even to be a sponsor, head over to the Twitter account for this podcast, at TFADpod. But the best way to support this podcast is to head over to the iTunes bookstore, or Google Play, and purchase your copy of The Best Religion for the Task at Hand, a response to creationism and why humanism is morally superior to the Bible. You'll be engaged by it. Thank you for listening to the Tall, Friendly, Atheist Dad podcast. Have a great day. Have a great week. See you next time.